I'm grateful to be here this evening. I always enjoy coming here and I hope to just share a few thoughts um, that will help us to focus on God and His Word. Um, it's kind of tough to follow that, but we'll give it a try. If you want to turn in your Bible with me, uh, we're just going to read the first couple verses of Philippians chapter 2 this evening. Philippians chapter 2, just the first, I think, four four verses is what we'll read. And uh, I've been uh, studying this book quite a lot. Um, it's one of my favorite books. I think because it's very encouraging. That's really the tone of the whole book. There's a lot of epistles where Paul is taking the opportunity to reprove and correct. There's not a lot of reproof. There's a little bit of correction, but it's just an all-around encouraging book. So I'm just going to read the first four verses. It says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. There's a story told about uh, during the Revolutionary War when there was a group of soldiers uh, working to build up a defense barricade. And this one soldier was by the side of things, just observing and supervising and commanding them, trying to get them to do what he needed them to do to build up this defense barricade. And, and this, this plainclothes gentleman in a big hood, he, drove, he rode past on his horse and he, he, said, he said, you know, why are you yelling like that? Why aren't you helping them out? And the, and the man who was there supervising said, I'm a corporal. That's above me. And so this man got off his horse and helped them finish the job. And he said to the corporal afterwards, he said, if you need help in the future and don't have enough men to do a job, um, come to see me and I will help you. And he took off his hood and it was none other than the commander of the Continental Army of the United States, General George Washington. And um, I, I just, when I think about that story, I, I think that there's a great parallel between that and what Jesus Christ does for us. Because Jesus Christ said that he had come not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so as we look at this passage in Philippians, we see that, that Paul is commanding us to have the attitude that Jesus Christ had. As a matter of fact, if you read further on in the passage, he goes on to say, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, and talks about how he took on the form of man so that he could save us from our sin. And... But not only that, but he served us for 33 years before he died, was buried, and rose again, and then was with us 
for another 40 days after that. And so Jesus, the very um, Son of God, the creator of the universe, came and, and chose to be a man. And I, I can't imagine what it would be like for finite God to, or for infinite God to step into the flesh of finite man and try um, to, to become us. I can't imagine what that would be like. But I'm thankful today that he did that. Because without that, I would not be headed to heaven. And I'm headed to heaven, not because of who I am, but because Jesus Christ paid for my sins at the cross of Calvary. And because he lived these verses, he esteemed us better than himself, even though we were full of sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 that, Oh, we were yet without strength in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. So there was no strength that we had to come to God on our own. But God had to intercede and bridge the gap between us and our sin. And between heaven and hell. And He reached down and He gave us the opportunity to have a future that goes beyond this horrible world in which we now live. And I'm... I'm very grateful for that because there's not much to look forward to in this world. It gets um, worse and worse every day. Jesus said, Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And if there ever was a time when we, when we could say that that verse was being embraced, it's today. So I would encourage you as you're going about your daily lives here at Rust Haven that you would think of these verses, that you would think about how our response is to be to others, that we would esteem others better than ourselves. And you never know how this attitude, having this attitude toward others, could be a bridge to be able to share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's not the way that we live in this world. In this world, we're told, get ahead, do what you have to do to be number one, and you know whoever you have to run over on the way up the ladder, that's fine. Just don't fall off yourself. But um, Jesus said, whoever um, exalteth himself will be abased, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. There's also another verse that says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. So, and the promises of God are yes and amen. He has fulfilled every promise that he made um, in, the, in the many promises that he made in the Old Testament. He's already fulfilled and so because he's done that we can trust him to fulfill the promises that he has yet to fulfill. And if whether he comes today or whether it's 20 years from now, I know that I'm ready. And I want to challenge you to be ready yourself. It would be easy for me to sit here and, and to assume, and I would hope I would be right in this assumption, that you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and that your eternal destiny is secure. But if, for some reason, you have not done so yet, I would encourage you to do so now. 
God, it's not enough to know about God. It's not enough to have gone to church your whole life. It's not enough to do good works because nothing we could do would be good enough for God. Because when we die, we're going to be asked, why should I let you into heaven? And what's your answer going to be? My answer is going to be because the only perfect person that ever lived took on my imperfection, my shame, my sin, and owned it for me on the cross. And paid the penalty for it. And rose victorious on the third day. That's my answer. And I pray that it would be yours. And I pray that as you embrace the gospel, as you embrace what Jesus did for you, that you'll be able to live out these verses. That you'll esteem others better than yourself. That you'll look on the needs of others as more important than your own. Because how can we as servants do any less than our Master has done for us? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the truth of it. We thank You that we can believe it, that we can uh, stake our lives on it. We thank You for Your faithfulness as we've been singing about. And we just pray that You would continue to be faithful. Lord, I pray that if there be anybody here that has not yet trusted You, has not yet experienced Your grace, that today would be the day. For none of us knows if we have tomorrow. But we know that if we have you, then we have the one who holds every tomorrow that is planned to come. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.